This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Becky UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. One quick programming note, Jason Lockenfora will be with us now at 10 o'clock Eastern time. Before that, we will have BetQL Court. But coming up right now, a former member of the BetQL Daily crew here to talk about the Eagles playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers happening tonight. None other than Joe Giglio of WIP Midday in Philadelphia. Joe, great to hear your voice in just a bit. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me go ahead and ask you about not just where Eagles fans are in terms of the panic meter, but how long the panic meter has been hovering around 10 out of 10. Uh, what say you as far as like how long this panic has been lasting? Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, so I, I would say I started hitting the panic button about five or six weeks ago, and then about three or four weeks ago after the Seattle loss, and then the Giants, who they beat at home, but really when, when they lost to Arizona at home a couple weeks ago as 12-and-a-half-point favorites, I, I think the, the panic meter was hit so hard here in Philadelphia that it broke. So we, we, we've broken the panic meter. I don't know what's next. But, yeah, everyone's antennas have been up for the last five or six weeks, certainly, uh, that this, this thing could go off the rails. Uh, morning, Joe. I, I find that a little surprising that you were waiting until the results were losses because I, I any NFL observer, and I know you watching up close and personal and breaking everything down every day, like even when they were sitting at 10 and one, you knew they weren't a 10 and one team. Um, what changed this year? And by the way, it is strange. It sounds like we're bearing the Eagles before they even kick off tonight. And they are favorites Joe, which makes the whole thing even I know. more fascinating. So, so I think, so it was like two of two minds in Philadelphia. I or all year I kept saying this defense is not good enough to win the Super Bowl, but they're probably good. At, you know they're good. It's just it's been a funny year where early on they weren't great, but their record said they were, and I thought all right they're probably just good. But then as the last five or six weeks have happened, now they just look bad. I mean if you look at every metric the last you know since Thanksgiving, this is a bad football team, and now they go into a playoff game tonight. They are kind of being the, – the dirt is being thrown on them already. The one thing that makes tonight fascinating is, number one, they're favorites. And, two, you know, if you – and I'm sure you guys did something like this in the last week or so. If you rank the playoff teams heading into – you know, now we know some results, obviously. But heading into it, the Eagles and Bucks may have been two of the bottom three, probably with Pittsburgh. So, of the matchups that were possible – this is one of the best ones they could have gotten. It actually may have been a blessing for them, at least to win a game, that they did blow the division. Because as we saw yesterday, I mean, let's be real, if they had played Green Bay yesterday, the Packers would still be scoring. The Eagles would not have stopped them oh, once. Man. They would have lost to the Rams, too. So I actually think for tonight's purposes, to win one playoff game, they falling down to the five seed probably was actually best for them to get Tampa tonight. 
So it is so interesting that the Eagles are favorites. You've got Jalen Hurts banged up, no A.J. Brown. You mentioned how bad the Eagles' defense have been. And then on the other side, like Baker's dealing with injuries, and the Bucks beat the Panthers by nine points to end the season. Not exactly overly impressive. So do you have an opinion on a side here, Joe? So my brain tells me that I cannot lay points on the road with the Eagles tonight. I just can't do it. Like there is a sense deep down that they could win a really ugly football game. Like it would not surprise me at all if they win a 20 to 19 kind of game or a 22 to 21 kind of game. But of course that wouldn't cover the number. I, I just, I couldn't in with good faith lay points with them on the road right now. Their Eagles defense, and I know Tampa has their own issues and they couldn't score a touchdown last week in Carolina and Baker's banged up, but the Eagles defense the last six weeks, I mean, the guys are so wide open. I, I really think any quarterback with a pulse could complete passes on them. That's how bad they've been. Now, offensively, we'll see tonight without A.J. Brown if they reinvent themselves a little bit. They did play these two teams in week three. It felt like forever ago now. Uh, a Monday night game. The Eagles ran the ball that night over 40 times. They ran the clock out the last nine minutes just running the ball. So, so there might be something within this matchup where they can run it again, and that might be their ticket to do it. And we'll see with you know Jalen Hurts with a bad finger if maybe he's more willing tonight to put his bad knee on the line and go run the football and try to move the chains that way. So I, I see the pass because of the Bucks issues and because of the last time I watched these teams play for the Eagles to win. But if I'm taking a side and I have to bet it, I, I would take the Bucks at home getting points. Joe, if the Eagles lose outright, should Nick Sirianni be fired? Yes, I think he should. Um, so a couple things on that. One, I mean, there's the kind of the locker room stuff, and then there's the X's and O's stuff. And locker room, I, I just this there's something that's been weird here the whole year. It feels like he's lost the team to an extent, and there, and things have kind of emerged out. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago a weird interception by Jalen Hurts to end the Monday night game in Seattle. And then it's, it's come out over time because A.J. Brown likes to talk a lot. And when he does, he kind of puts his foot in his mouth that the Eagles, and, and I'm guessing Hurts and Brown themselves, freelance that play. They just, whatever the call was, they just did their own thing. And it ended up an interception. So you wonder, are they even listening to what this guy's saying anymore? Uh, Dallas Goddard on WIP last week said, they overlooked the Giants and Cardinals. I mean, it's very rare you hear a player say that. So that stuff's coming out of the locker room. And then X's and O's. Guys, Sirianni doesn't really do anything here, in my opinion, to keep his job if they lose. He's not a master motivator. He's not a great in-game coach, even though he's the CEO type. He doesn't call plays. And then offensively, they've gone backwards. Hertz has regressed. He's a 20th-ranked passer in the NFL in terms of passer rating this year. And this guy isn't even the play caller. So – if, if I'm the owner of the Eagles and I'm watching my $250 million quarterback go backwards, my star receiver, A.J. Brown, upset half the season, and my team fall apart at the end of the year, maybe because of locker room issues, I, I'm saying to myself, with this great coaching crop out there, how can I not move on from Nick Sirianni and try to get someone in? And then on top of all that, the Eagles are in a Super Bowl window. You know, this would remind me a little bit of the Bucks moving on from Tony Dungy because they needed to get one before that thing broke up. And even, you know, in Denver, uh, John Fox, I think he had three straight 12-plus win seasons, got to a Super Bowl, lost the next year to Andrew Luck, and he was out because they realized they had to win a Super Bowl with that group they assembled with Peyton Manning. And I, and I think the Eagles could go down a similar path if they lose tonight. 
All right. I, I knew the answer to that question from Ed before you even uh, spit it out there. But yes, fired. Okay. They lose tonight. Joe G starts the show tomorrow morning, WIP. What's the name? Give me the name that your number one target after Sirianni's fired. All right, so I have I have one and one A for you. I'm going to give you two. The number one name is Bill Belichick. I mean, I, I I think sometimes we overthink these things, and I understand limitations offense and what's happening at the end. But sometimes great coaches fall, and then they find themselves again. And like Andy Reid here in Philadelphia all those years ago, his end the last three years record wise very similar to what happened to Belichick in New England the last three years. He got to Kansas City, got refreshed, and boom, look what happened there. So my number one name is is by far Bill Belichick. But then at the same time, I recognize it's an offensive league and Jeff Lurie typically likes to go on the offensive side of the football. I love Ben Johnson and what he's done with the Detroit Lions. So Belichick's number one, but if the Eagles go young in offense, because that's what the Eagles usually like to do, Ben Johnson is is the first call I'd make after Belichick because I I just see what he's done with that Detroit offense. And I say you Mm -hmm. get him here with the weapons and the quarterback, and I think it it could be pretty good. That is a great comp with Andy Reid um, and Belichick. I like that, giving him a second chance. And uh, Jake wanted to remind you of Mac Jones' season, by the way. <laughs> we, we won't let that go. Um, I want to know where you're going props-wise for tonight. He went in New England, wanted or me, that's for sure. Can you hear me Joe G, on the props? We're still here? Yeah. What... I got you. Okay, what, yeah, what props uh, do you like tonight? That was, that's what Aaron was asking. Props tonight. All right, a couple that uh, stand out. One, um, the Eagles have struggled to, to really corral tight ends for a while now. Cade Otten, who I know is a – I remember a player Aaron liked back in the day. I do think Cade Otten could do some damage tonight. I would look at it. I looked at his touchdown number before I hopped on, and it was it was pretty big. That It would not surprise me if Otten scored um, – uh, the tight end for the uh, Cardinals a couple weeks ago, the Eagles had no answers for down near the red zone. So I think Kate Otten is certainly someone to keep an eye on for an anytime touchdown or maybe like the yardage prop tonight. And then I do think Jalen Hurts is going to run. No A.J. Brown. He has a bad finger. Um, and I think, you know, in, in general, I always think a player will kind of revert back to what they do naturally. And Jalen Hurts is naturally a, a runner at the quarterback position. And I think this season, because his knee has bothered him since September, that he and the team have tried to manage it. But tonight is winner go home. And if his throwing hand is giving him issues or he can't throw the ball as well as he just wants to or there's a field issue tonight as the game goes on, I think he'll revert back to what he does probably best, and that is run the football and power through whatever soreness he has in that bone bruise in his knee. So I think Kate Otten tonight could have a big night, and I would uh, I would take a look at Jalen Hurts and his old run as rushing prop tonight. Joe, you're in Philadelphia. I'm sure many of you guys are uh, celebrating the loss of the Dallas Cowboys from yesterday. How does this impact the NFC playoffs, if at all? At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. 
Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy60. Yeah, well, it certainly impacts it for the Eagles. And, yeah, I mean, half the day, I, I think half of the boost of morale this morning in Philadelphia and why I think some people will talk themselves into a win tonight is because everyone is finally excited after a football game for the first time in, like, six weeks. Yesterday, watching the Cowboys lose was the best football game anyone here in Philadelphia's watched this week. So people are excited uh, and uh, enjoying the demise of the Cowboys and maybe McCarthy losing his job. As far as the past, I mean, it, it changes it for the Eagles significantly. If they had won – uh, if they've won and chalk had played out in the other matchups, the Eagles were slated to be the worst seed left and go to San Francisco next week and almost surely lose that football game. Now they'll have a chance to go to Detroit. Guys, personally, I think Detroit will smack them next week. I don't think the Eagles defense will have any answers for all those weapons on, on the Lions, but it's an easier mm-hmm. matchup. There's a just, I think there's just more of a possibility that maybe Jared Goff has, has a tough game or the Eagles are able to move the ball on a Lions defense that is, you know, of the playoff teams left pretty suspect. So it, there's certainly an easier path. I mean, the Eagles could have a Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff combination on the way back to a title game. I think that's easier than playing the Niners. Eagles are probably tonight's their only playoff win if they get it. But uh, the path back to contention, if they could turn this around, got easier yesterday for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, wow. We could be living in a world, 24 hours, where three of the four teams in the NFC East are looking for new coaches. What an amazing hiring cycle this is going to be. I wanted to go back to the A.J. Brown. I know you you hit on Hurts props that you like him for rushing, but you know to attack this Bucks defense, typically you need to pass it, and we don't know about the finger with Hurts. But without Brown, like where do those passes go aside from Devontae? It's a great question. I mean, Dallas Goddard, I saw his prop was at 52 and a half this morning, which makes sense. He, he'd probably be the next one up to get those uh, catches. As far as the other wide receivers, I, I don't trust any of them in terms of down to down. So I would, I'd be wary of, of playing any of their yardage props. I mean, someone's probably going to get some yards just by accident. So you could take some shots. I would look touchdown mm-hmm. though. I mean, Julio Jones did have two touchdowns two weeks ago against the Cardinals. And then Quez Watkins had one last week. I mean, Watkins is more of the, obviously the speed guy. Julio Jones can't really move anymore. So perhaps he could have a big one down the field. Um, but they don't really have much. Guys, watch early in this game, and maybe you play a live prop or a live, a live bet. Devontae Smith is also coming off an injury. Now, it's not as bad. He's playing tonight. Obviously, A.J. Brown isn't playing. But Devontae had an ankle injury a couple weeks ago, did not play last week against the Giants, and now he's supposed to be their number one tonight. If he doesn't look himself – Number one, they're in big trouble. But number two, those throws may have to just by accident go elsewhere if, if Devontae's not getting open or he's getting doubled tonight. So Quez Watkins will see a lot of snaps, and, and I do think Julio Jones in the red zone uh, could be a guy you see targeted. You're muted, Aaron. Sorry about that. Who do you have in the NFC Championship game now? Uh, San Francisco and Detroit. I, 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 I had a thought that that might happen anyway, because I, I thought that Detroit could beat Dallas if we had gotten that rematch in the 3-2 game. But, yeah, as much as I, I love the Green Bay story, and I think they're on their way to potentially being great again very soon, uh, and we're seeing the beginning of it now, I do think 
that San Francisco will be the right team to win that game next week. And I think Detroit will probably beat either of these teams that come out of the game tonight. Detroit gets the game at home. Either winner of tonight will be on a short week on the road. And I, and I just think the Lions right now have something cooking, uh, you know, on the path to a title game. I think it's I think it's the Niners and the Lions in the title game. Got about 30, 45 seconds left here, Joe G. Uh, what about the AFC? Who do you see coming out of that conference? And uh, what is the probability that, say, we might get a surprise team coming out of the AFC? Yeah, well, I, I, do we count at this point the Chiefs as a surprise? I mean, based on the way they played all year, I guess we could count that as a surprise because they've been more okay than great. But that defense will travel and likely play a road playoff game next week in Buffalo. I, it would not surprise me at all if the Kansas City Chiefs upend the Bills, assuming the Bills win today next week, and then all of a sudden you're staring at Mahomes with a great defense behind him, 60 minutes away from a Super Bowl in Baltimore a few, a few weeks from now. It's probably Baltimore and San Francisco in the, in the Super Bowl, but Kansas City back there with Mahomes, Andy, and a tremendous defense. It, it might surprise some. It will not surprise me. Good stuff. Good stuff. Joe Giglio of WIP, the Midday Show in Philadelphia. And, of course, our friend, the former member of our BetQL Daily family. Thank you so much for joining us. Greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, BetQL Court. Coming up on the BetQL Network.